0: Jess Neil. So today we have a special episode for you, and it doesn't include me. This is a special episode with Zach and our dear soul friend and fam, Maya Joy. Maya Joy is an absolutely amazing psychic. I don't know many people who can bring in as much pure, unfiltered, psychic wisdom spiritual wisdom and immense love in their energy when she speaks there is so much energy flowing and it's absolutely amazing so if y'all enjoy this go and check out maya's youtube it is maya's dream maya has amazing energy i love her dearly and she is a light in so many people's lives so check her out This conversation we hear today is from a series that Maya is starting where she has conversations with spiritual folks, and this is one on spiritual friendship. So again, everyone, please give this a listen. This is directly from the YouTube video with Zach and Maya on her YouTube channel. Without any further ado, here we go.
1: Zach and I are both very highly sensitive people and this adds a level of depth and connection to our friendship that would otherwise not be possible. So, if you're an empath out there and you're seeking like-minded friends, don't give up. Today's video is for you. Today, Zach and I will tell the unlikely story of our friendship, Then we are going to cover some organized principles and perspectives that have helped and guided us to a successful friendship along the way. So (laughs) with no further ado, welcome, Zach.
2: (laughs) Maya, I'm so happy to be here with you. I mean, I'm sad that we're all out of adios, but I'm really happy to be here with you having this conversation. There's more ados.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, Zach, thank you so much for joining me here today. You guys, Zach is someone who has a lot of demands on his time. He's deep in the midst of training to become a physician. He's got all his own readings, healing sessions, relationship counseling sessions, a very active social life. And so Zach, we very much appreciate your time.
2: And I very much appreciate your attention. So thank you all for joining us today, Dreamers.
1: Yay! (laughs) So Zach and I are going to start today by telling the story of our friendship. (laughs) We're going to provide some sort of general highlights and then Talk about our first impressions of one another, which I actually think are going to surprise um, a lot of you. But yeah, Zach, what do you think of when you think of like the story of the Zach Maya friendship?
2: One of the most valuable story arcs of my life is the first thought that comes to mind. If we're going to Rorschach it, like <laughs> kind of a verbal Rorschaching. Um, I think that this has been probably one of the most impactful and valuable relationships in my life. And I'm sure you probably hear that like all the time, Maya, from so many people. But uh, from start to, I can't even say finish, but from start to present, um, there have been so many broad strokes and nuances that have made this relationship so valuable and so enriching from a standpoint of personal growth, spiritual growth, emotional growth, and just the ability to share love between two people so um that's that's what comes to mind for me
1: oh my gosh, thank you Zach. oh my goodness um when I think of our friendship, i in my mind, I think I categorize it as like the healthiest relationship in my life. <laughs> like that's how I think oh. about it. Like because as some of you will know, my lessons like in this life, if you are an astrology follower, you you may know. I have like a 7th house north node and I'm here learning about relationships and I've definitely made a lot of mistakes along the way. I think like a lot of empaths, a lot of highly sensitive people without knowing better, I kind of was like a people pleaser who didn't have a lot of boundaries and became codependent with people easily. And I just have the most like appreciation um, for Zach, for, hearing me when i told him this (laughs) because when we first became friends i was like i'm stupid in relationships like i need help like so if you have any stories or any ideas like will you just tell me um and he totally did you guys and now like because of zach all of my uh friendships family relationships like all of my relationships in my life have improved So thank you, Zach. Like, thank you so much.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're very welcome. And I mean, kudos to you also for, I mean, for one, listening to me, I really appreciate, obviously, that you trusted me enough to listen to the things that I had to say. And something about you is that you always do the work. If you see that there's something that could be changed or that needs to be changed, you always go forward and you implement it, and you see if that's what actually works for you. And I have tremendous admiration and respect for you for doing that. Um, And something else that kind of comes to mind when you talk about this is the way that I felt when you first told me that. Because obviously, Maya and all of you dreamers out there, you're probably going to know this, obviously, from listening to her videos, Maya has a tremendous amount of wisdom. And can be immediately felt by anybody with any sense of spiritual alignment she can immediately be felt as a spiritual authority and a guiding figure in your life so for you to open up the floor for me to share wisdom with you was something that really i think balanced out our relationship and turned it into more of a friendship rather than um, me seeking wisdom from you solely
1: yeah, which is almost like what it became at the beginning, but you all who are listening to Zach today, you'll be able to feel it, like this wisdom pours out of him, and I understood, You, many of you will know that I spent five years, actually, like working explicitly with people on Divine Union. I understood divine love, but I had a very difficult time with creating sustainable, balanced, like human relationships. And I feel like that's where Zach was able to like step in and be like, listen, (laughs) this is how it works. like, And that like really, really helped me. And so for other people who are actually like very psychic um, or are struggling like with your sensitivities, your empathy, in my case, it was also like with telepathy and stuff like that. I think that you'll find that Zach like can help guide you because Zach like is something otherworldly like in the sense that he has mastery of like both planes so obviously as someone who is a clinician Zach understands like the body the physical world science you know all of these aspects of like physical life but at the same time he is very good at like traversing the spiritual planes, which is why in the beginning, I kind of described you, Zach, as like a bridge because you really are like not only a bridge between the masculine and feminine polarities, but actually like the material world and the spiritual world. And so because of that, and that's something that I've focused on as well, like in my own development, I just like immediately just had... Had a respect for you as soon as we started interacting. But you guys, before we started interacting, Zach and I had some pretty intense first impressions of one another. Would you like mm-hmm. to share?
2: This is true. Before I move on to my first impressions of you, there's something that I wanted to clue in on that you were talking about that is just so, it's just such ripe soil for growth. And you talked about first of all, bridging, but second of all, divine love versus human experience, right? So for those of us who understand what divine love is, which is the unifying force that holds all matter and all spirit together, it is an ocean of energy. It is not an emotion. When you feel this, when you have this energy running through your body your tendency is to give without reserve, to give love, to give time, to give advice, to give of yourself fully to all of those around you because you see yourself as unified with them and to give to them can be blissful. However, what we don't understand oftentimes is that matter is slow as fuck. So if you're with somebody Who cannot in their energy system or their physical body align to the level of divine love? There can be a discordance between the divine love that you seek to press into the relationship and somebody's ability to respond to it with healthy boundaries or to respond to it with healthy techniques. And oftentimes, the light that you are will expose the darkness that exists within a person. So you can actually catalyze within somebody um, some, some of their darker or, I guess, less pleasing aspects of self and aspects of personality. So there are real things, real boundaries and real techniques that we have to use sometimes in our physical human relationships in order to bridge the love of spirit to the existence and the I am nature of matter.
1: Yes, brilliant. And that is exactly what was was happening with me is like, I had this capacity for divine love and this capacity for non judgment. So prior to kind of my Saturn return the past couple of years, what would happen was I would just bring that love to my relationships and allow the person to do anything or say anything or Mm -hmm. be anything and I would just basically just transmute through any like personal emotions or boundaries or feelings and I would just like transmute everything back to love but that resulted in me becoming very depleted but I think worse than that like very discouraged because I rarely would like ever if ever encountered anyone who was able to do the same sort of thing like for me or was able to like match like the amount of presence or like love or emotionality or connection in friendship and for you astrology listeners like I had Chiron in the 11th house and I felt like I was always just like so let down by friends until I finally like understood like if I really want to create like a good friendship, it's going to have to be with like somebody else who's a a healer like me. But when it came time to actually like establish some of these friendships, I was quite intimidated (laughs) by like people who really were um, like matching my own gifts and sensitivities.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What what I will say to this uh, is something that Spirit's actually showing me is that moths are attracted to light right and by this what they're trying to communicate is that beings who beings will seek your light without trying to reciprocate any value back into the relationship and you can imagine the image of moths floating around a light at nighttime and there's never enough light for them it's not like they land on the light bulb and then they're satisfied and their life is whole and perfect um they land on the light bulb and then they drift off and then they come back to the light bulb and these boundaries and these abilities to communicate what we need in a relationship and this is something that Maya and I will discuss a little bit later on in this in this conversation these boundaries are like kind of the metal grating or like the the bulb that goes around the light that keeps the moths from landing on it and actually keeps them from being hurt by the light as well
1: yeah Because a lot of times (laughs) they're fried by the light. Mm -hmm. And I think until people learn, like people being the moths, you know, um, I think until they learn like how to generate their own light, the dynamic can never truly be healthy. So if you're at the place where you're aware of how to generate your light and you're aware of divine love. I really think it's very important to like believe in your worthiness and seek to and like set the intention to establish relationships um, with others who are also able to do the same and have that understanding and to give yourself permission to say, no, thank you, or kind of not right now. Um to people who are still confused, to people who are still kind of the moths to the flame. And you know, today's conversation, maybe we'll do a future conversation. Today's conversation is not really about like the the empath and like narcissist connection and things like that. But it'd be hard not to talk about, you know, spiritually connected friendships without acknowledging the fact that when you're at a like a certain level of sensitivity and like a certain vibration, You may draw, you know, moths to your flame. You may draw people who have the mistaken belief that they are empty and that you need to be their source of light. And if you don't have skills and you don't have boundaries and you haven't given yourself permission to say no and some of these things that we're going to be talking about, you will end up (laughs) wasting, actually. Um, a lot of like valuable, like love that could be shared, that could be reciprocated and energy, um, kind of investing in like black hole type of relationships. And I'm just so glad that I have sort of climbed out of the black hole, I guess, like over this, like past a year or so, like largely, uh, with help from Zach and other like-minded, uh, friends.
2: Oh, well, I'm so glad to have that for you as well. You have grown so much in the last year. I mean, I think we both have, obviously, but it's yeah. been beautiful to see.
1: Yay. Yes. Yeah. You've grown so much too. Zach and I have been friends now for about a year and a half. And I was probably at like one of the lowest points in my entire life, like when I actually met him in terms of relational stuff, I had just kind of discovered like attachment theory and began to sort of realize like my own life traumas. And I was really like super avoidant and uh, averse, I would say, (laughs) relationally at that time. And actually like when I first saw Zach, something inside of me, like intuitively was like, Be his friend, like you guys are meant to be friends. Like I had a knowing. I'm like a psychic, of course. Um, but I was so intimidated by Zach. So we met as part of this online like spiritual community group. And Zach was an administrator of this group, and I was selected to be a moderator. So, in a kind of a roundabout way, we were sort of like working together, but we didn't have any sort of one-on-one communication at at this point that I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. all I had to go off of was like this picture of Zach, but that's actually a lot for me because you guys who know (laughs) me well will know that my entire life's work is based on like looking at pictures of people and knowing like everything about them so I'm sitting there like on my computer and I'd already made, um, friends or like connections with the other admins. And then I was like, Oh no, like there's this other one though. It's Zach. Like, and I just sat there and I like looked at his picture and I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't, I can't talk to him. Like, what am I going to do? And reason being like Zach is an intimidating person. Um, if you just like look at him and I don't know if this is like you're still your Facebook photo right now, but I think it is like, this is a young man who straight up like looks like Prince Charming. Like, and he, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I can't talk to him. Like I can't like take up his time, like very like muscular, very healthy, very built, like future physician. Like I know what that requires, like the amount of time, the amount of energy, learning medicine. Um, I just thought, no, like this is a really, really intimidating person, let alone, like I'm just a moderator over here in this group, like lucky to be included at all. (laughs) Like he's an admin, like he's doing this powerful healing work. I would like see Zach's clients and stuff, like posting, uh, comments in the group about their sessions and, I was afraid. I was af- <laughs> I was afraid to talk to him, but the guides were like, You guys are meant to be friends. <laughs> but, yeah, do you remember, like, Zach, do you remember what? like what your first impressions were of me?
2: Yeah, God, of course, I do. Um, you know, for me, it's like it's so funny seeing the discrepancy between people's perceptions of you and the way that you feel about yourself. Like I feel like oftentimes, so nervous and so timid and stuff like that so that's that's always really funny for me to hear but yeah I do remember there was a post on this exact page that you're talking about and people were asking each other what type of energy or what are you trying to cultivate in your life right now or you know in this next phase of your life and what I had put was inner peace and I remember I had I knew about you through Colin, our mutual friend who you just did an episode with, uh, and and our another friend of ours, but I had never spoken to you, and I knew that you were highly gifted and uh, highly developed beyond anything that I was developed to at that point in my in my growth curve, I would say. And I remember you commenting on my my reply and going, "Oh, like I love inner peace for you." And I felt like so embarrassed and like so kind of frustrated and reactive because I was like oh no like she sees how not at peace I am inside blah, blah, blah. and like it was just kind of one of those things like a self-fulfilling prophecy of like I'm trying to cultivate inner peace and you're like I love that and I'm like oh this bitch you know like where <laughs> it just was completely a not peaceful response inside of me
1: <laughs> and I was like okay, like you need to make a friendship with him, encourage him. And I, I liked it. I was like, yeah, like inner peace. And I really like, I was like, I want to know his astrology. Like I got to find out if we're, we can be compatible as friends because I am like, oh my goodness, I have been in this like love affair with ancient astrology. But anyway, I was trying to establish a connection uh, with him because the guides were telling me to do so. <laughs> And so I did it. Then I then I accidentally like triggered him. As time has gone on, we've learned how to like manage this all like a little bit better. But I used my psychic senses and I knew that Zach was basically trying to discover the spiritual truth scientifically. I knew that he was trying to like triangulate all these different like sources of spiritual wisdom to find out like what was true because you guys, I read his mind a little bit, like just a little, like just a little bit. And I was like, I know how we can become friends. Like I can give him some truth like to triangulate. I was like, cause at the time, like I only understood like my value in relationships, like through being of service to, to other people. Cause up until that point, like 100% of all my relationships were one way relationships that were based on being of service. So that's the truth. So I was like, I don't remember like exactly what I said, maybe you will, but I think I asked like, Can I have, I think I just like straight up was like, would you be interested in like me providing some insights like on your natal chart or something like that? Somehow I knew that he was going to say that he was, but I don't remember like exactly how I asked you. Do you remember?
2: You you had actually been talking to somebody else in the group about astrology, somebody who Mm -hmm. was learning astrology themselves and you were going to do, I think, a reading for them. And I just knew that if I told you I was becoming interested in astrology, that you would give me a free reading. I just knew, like somehow, that that would be the case. And I'm not proud of it, but I kind of took advantage of that. Obviously, not knowing at the time that you could just flat out read my mind and read my intentions, <laughs> yeah. um, but I did that. And you, I mean, you very, you very quickly, very promptly, reached out to me and sent me just this beautiful. Uh, I think probably like 15 minute kind of mini reading about my astrology. And it was so accurate and so spot on. I mean, guys, Maya is like the, the reincarnated embodiment of like ancient astrology itself. It's, it's unbelievable. Her depth of knowledge and wisdom with regards to this field is unbelievable. Um, And very quickly after engaging with you and being able to just feel immediately the type of person you were, all of the insecurities, all of the thoughts that I had that were out of alignment to love or peace just melted away. Like I just felt the type of person you were and understood that you would never say anything to me or do anything to me to intentionally harm me. And very immediately, it changed the entire way I perceived you. And in fact, has changed the entire way that I kind of walk around the world.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's so... You've never told me that before. Meanwhile, I sent this audio to Zach and I was like afraid I was wasting his time. I thought he was going to be like, (laughs) so this was like my healing moment. I thought he was going to reply back and be like, you know, you have no business telling me that my lessons are this, this, and this and blah, 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 blah. Cause that had been my experience like in recent history. And then he responded like with such gratitude. I think he was like, I can feel your warmth and like love. And thank you so much like for this. And then I was like, oh my gosh, it's like a real, actual, like real life empath, like healer person who's really, truly nice, like inside and out. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> but now when you were saying about how you, you like Zach knew that if he posted something about his growing curiosity, like related to astrology, which may or may not been, have been fully true, like <laughs> that I was going to reply back by offering him the chart. And I actually feel. That this was like our soul contract. And one of the things that Zach and I like both have in common is we find resonance in some of like the same spiritual books or teachings or things like that. And around the same time in the group, somebody had posted this like thread where they said like, oh, what's your favorite spiritual book or something like this? That's
2: right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was like unabashed about my love of this one particular book, (laughs) Journey of Souls by Michael Newton, so much so I had, I actually have a video like on my channel about it. And at the same time, like I posted that video and I remember you saying something um, about how that book like also resonated as truth for you. And I could feel and know that you really, really meant that. And I was like, oh my God, like (laughs) we're going to be best friends. Like we both know like journey of souls, it's the truth. And, but in journey of souls, or maybe it's actually the second one, like destiny of souls, they talk about like soul contracts and how, we have these like signs when we meet people on earth. For example, we might like plan in advance, like, oh, I'm going to wear this like bracelet or necklace. And it like almost triggers something like in the subconscious when you meet that person, like later at a coffee shop or something. Actually, this happened to Zach with with somebody he met who was like holding a, a specific book. But the astrology thing, like was that thing for he and I. It was like, I was waiting for him to just say the word like astrology so that I could offer him That reading, and we could like get started on getting to know each other. And I remember like later telling Zach that, and he it was like such a relief for him because he was like, Oh my God, like I was so afraid I was like taking advantage because I knew if I said this that you were going to act out in this way and like everything else. But it was all some kind of other divine process that was occurring at the time, it was all like very much uh, meant to be. That's my sense.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, with a friendship as strong and healthy as this one, I I rarely ever think that something like this can be created without the help of spirit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, really feeling like the presence of our guides and stuff. And I still do. I feel like Our spirit guides are friends with each other. I know that's the case. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know I can hear the chattering like sometimes, Um, but yeah, I'm just so grateful. Like, I'm so grateful that we both like made the choice to overcome in some ways like our own insecurities or fears and actually connect I think we were both like just conscious enough to be able to realize like yes I have these concerns yes I have these judgments of myself yes I have these insecurities yes I have these fears but let me like actually act and like speak from the soul instead.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that both of us, like you said, had the awareness of these things that we were trying to either come to acceptance with or transmute or, you know, whatever, whatever the intention was with those qualities, but neither of us had the answers for ourselves. And I think that reciprocally we each had answers for each other, uh, in different areas.
1: Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So as soon as we started talking in that way, I just felt like I, I, well, actually the same thing that you said about me, actually, where you said, and thank you, like you said that I was like ripe to actually like make changes and like grow and heal. And I noticed this exact same quality in Zach. And I was so excited. I was like, he wants to become more evolved and like be on his path. And I was so passionate about the North nodes. I was like, I'm I was like the most passionate about the North nodes out of anybody. And I was like, I know who he's meant to be. Like I have his chart, like North node and Sagittarius. I have to share it with him. And so sometime around that time, I like, took this book, my second favorite book, Astrology for the Soul by Jan Spiller. And I just, I don't know, I just felt like this incredible, like, I felt like I had to do this. I was like inspired by the guides and the chapter that corresponded to this particular aspirational point that represents soul evolution called the North Node in Zach's chart. And it basically is like instructions on how to succeed in life by embracing one particular energy. And I had to just like Walk myself well, actually, I had to walk myself all over town because like it was COVID and everywhere I went, like kept being closed. But I like wanted to copy this chapter of this book. And finally, like I got it done. And I and I got like a copy of uh Zach's chapter on how to like become the ultimate person ever for his life. And I think I like cut it up or something. No, I put it in a folder, and I, I remember thinking like. I wonder if this is like too extra, but I was just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to follow my intuition. And my intuition was like, put it in a folder and like put some stickers on it. And I like, remember being so afraid, but I was like, oh my God, like Zach, (laughs) can I have your address? And I sent him like what I thought was like the most valuable thing that like I could offer him at that time which was that chapter, um, the instructions for how to take steps towards his soul's like highest trajectory in this lifetime. And I just, I sent it off to him in the mail.
2: God. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's making me tear up now, but I mean, I, when I opened that package and mind you, we had known each other for maybe a month at this point, Um, we, we had talked on, on like Facebook messenger for maybe a month. And when I got this package, it's covered in these these really cute stickers and I opened the package up and there's this folder with stickers and shiny gold marker all over it and (laughs) a card inside of it with my name on it. And this incredibly encouraging handwritten card that she had given me. Um, and I just cried like it was that moment that I really like fell in love with you as a friend and knew that I would never stop investing in our friendship. Like I just knew that like, okay, this person, it it was just the kindest thing anyone had ever done for me. Like to, to do that. I mean, I didn't know that you walked around town um, all day to figure that out either. So that's a whole different layer to it, but it was like this symbol of compassion and investment in our friendship that uh, was probably actually even more valuable than the book itself. But the book was incredibly valuable. and I read it. And when I read it, the, I mean it was so synchronicitous. there were like lightning bolts of energy running through my body. Um, there was like physically moving my body, rocking it back and forth, rocking it in circles. And there was even points in the book where the author had written out examples of some of the principles that she was trying to teach. And the examples were almost verbatim examples I had given to other people um, about how to read, how about like kind of developing one's intuition, for example. And the synchronicity was so, I guess, like thunderous. I don't really know how else to describe it. It was so magnificent um, that I, I don't really know what to say. I mean, I guess there is no final point to that. It was just incredibly magnificent, the whole experience. And since then I've kept every card that you've sent me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, it makes
2: me
1: so happy. It makes me like endlessly happy that you recognized like the truth in your soul's evolutionary pathway in your North node. Like when you saw it again, this is like, I think part of like what makes a good friendship between the two of us. Cause most people, like when they're presented with their North node lessons or guidance, it's not uncommon for people to have a tremendous like ego response and be like, absolutely not. Like this could never be my path. This is the opposite of my path. And I was like, so scared that, that's how Zach was going to reply to the point that when he actually like expressed and you didn't tell me like at the time, how it how much it meant to you, but I think you were just like, Oh, yeah, thank right. you so much. Like I was so relieved. I was like, this could not possibly be. I was like, he actually liked this. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I remember it like strengthened my faith, like in spirit. Cause like the guides had told me it was okay. And like, I could send it to you. And I was like, wow. Like, I was like, you were right. Like, thank you so much spirit. My trust and faith, like in the universe, has like been strengthened by our friendship together. But like shortly after that, I was having some really serious tech issues. Like it was like the ultimate everlasting Mercury retrograde for real. And I had gotten this like, well, first of all, I had spilled a glass of water like on my on my MacBook, which was horrible. And like, you're <laughs> just
2: trying to stay hydrated out here, Maya. Ugh. Tisk tisk.
1: Like legit, I had had this surgery on my neck and I, and they were telling me to drink and all this stuff. I was trying to do that at night and I spilled the whole glass of water on my computer and I use my computer for work and all of this stuff. And I was really sad and I tried to get it fixed and they couldn't fix it. And so I ordered this whole brand new custom designed, huge iMac. And I was like, it's a blessing in disguise. Like, (laughs) I am going to have an amazing new computer with Final Cut. I'm going to do all the projects. And I tried to see it as like some kind of good omen. And through some crazy, crazy things, my computer was just like totally sent to the wrong country, destroyed and lost in the mail. And I was notified. At, I don't even know how that
2: happens. You <laughs> know, know it was how like that process
1: a unfolds. freak accident. Like, I think it happened because it was meant to like strengthen our friendship. I think so. But like, <laughs> and because of all the shortages, like with COVID and everything, I was notified by Apple that they simply could not make another one for like four months. And I use my computer for work like all the time. Like I literally run like an online business.
2: It's your livelihood.
1: Yeah. So at this time, like at this point, I think Zach and I had known each other for like three months or like something like that. And I remember telling him I was like, I just want to like create videos and like do readings and stuff. And all I had was like my phone and my iPhone was like at the time it was like an iPhone six and I didn't have any free space and I was like struggling like every single day. And I remember I was shocked I didn't really believe that this was I thought he was joking but he was like okay well I have a computer I don't use I'll mail it to you (laughs) and I was like (laughs) no way no possible way like no I was like no like I almost was like I I could not like all I did was send you like a a book chapter like you can't send me a computer and I still have this computer actually like (laughs) to this day but it was like um it was a laptop that that Zach had used like for his his studies and stuff. and it was like one of the nicest things that anybody h- had ever done for me. And it, but on top of that, like and I was so appreciative and I really couldn't believe it and it got me through like until I finally did get like the computer that I'm using right now. because of like my psychic intel and sensitivities and things like this, suddenly I had in my hands, like one of the, actual physical world objects that like Zach had probably interacted with the most, you know, like you, how many different like papers and stuff had you typed on that and how much had you interacted with it? And I I like
2: thousands and thousands of hours on that laptop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. so I opened the box, which was like super well-packed with FedEx and everything. And I touched this and immediately I had a whole new understanding of Zach and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I understood him like a lot. I was like, oh, he's like, he's not that intimidating. Like, I don't know. Like, I I started to like get this like much greater sense of his inner worlds and like the his whole journey and especially his journey during the time that he like owned that computer and that was like a really harrowing time.
2: God, yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's the, the hardest part of my life yeah, I had, you know, my, my mother had gotten a divorce from the, one of the men who raised me, my fiance had left me. Uh, I had gotten into another relationship for like almost two years. And then that, that person had left me in probably the most gut wrenching and painful way that I could have dreamed of. And it was just all these, like all these things (laughs) that were like happening to me at that time. My South node was failing me. Um, all of the techniques through which I engage the world stopped working for me. And I just had like a whole crisis of identity. So that's what you got to experience when you touched that laptop. I think if I had known maybe how psychic you were, I would not have sent it to you. I would not have subjected you to that.
1: I touched it and I was like, oh my God. I was like, like, my friend has been through so much. Oh no. And like, I literally like had like tears, like coming to my eyes and stuff. And I, I felt almost like I don't even know, but I was like, oh my gosh, now I know like so much about his journey. And I just had this like love and like respect for you. But I also had a knowingness. If I were to share with you, like some of the actual things that I had been through because of what you had been through, because I actually like when I touched your computer, I could like kind of like see it and I could like feel the depth of your suffering as you went through those different things. I actually realized you might understand like you, like you've been through a lot of this like stuff on your own. So I really do think, I think that the guides destroyed that initial iMac in order to like make this happen because somehow it just gave me like so much more of a sense of gratitude for you in part. I still can't believe that you sent me that computer. Um, And <laughs> that was just so nice. But like, also it just gave me like so much more of an understanding of who you are. And I still think in some ways that to any average person, like walking around the street, you are pretty intimidating, just like due to the amount of success and wisdom and intelligence and like spirituality that you have. But I also like began to understand in a deeper way, like your humanity. And every time I would like type anything or do anything on that computer, I was like, I don't know, like i I felt like I was becoming Zach a just a little. I was like, well, well, more than a little, sometimes, but it, that's how it felt. That's when I think we kind of started to leave behind our superficial like ways of interacting. and we started to like really develop this very authentic way of connecting. Together and like kind of this new way of communicating. Cause at this point, it was hard to like talk to Zach, like as if I didn't know him. <laughs> like after mm-hmm. having experienced like that, just like the intense emotions that you went through, like during that time in your life and stuff like that, like I really wanted to hear more. Like I really wanted to hear like from the man that you are today, like how all of this shaped you. And this is when I think we started to experience like some breakthroughs like in our communication. <laughs> Do you think so?
2: I, I absolutely agree. And actually, I want to kind of expand upon this for all of the listeners as well. Is something that something that was incredibly valuable for me in engaging with you is I think something that all empaths have to offer, which is the ability to really see somebody because you can tell someone how you feel, you can tell somebody what might have happened to you. And most people at best can sympathize with it. They can try to rationalize if A, then B, then C, if this happened to you, then I could imagine that you might feel this way. But you really could embody and feel and actually even see the things that I was talking about especially when you were touching my laptop and you were actually able to kind of embody my energy at that time in my life. And it made me feel seen for all of the things that I thought were unlovable. All of the things that I thought were the weaknesses that brought that misfortune upon me. Because I think up until that point, it was, I have to expunge these weaknesses from my being in order to prevent these things from ever recurring in my life, I have to break these cycles through transmutation. And it, it wasn't a very spiritual thing because I thought that like maybe I could transmute these things to be a different person when in actuality much of true spirituality is the acceptance and love of what is. And you really kind of taught me to accept and love what is within me. And it's an ongoing process it's, process, it's a never-ending journey. But I think for all empaths, and not everybody is as sensitive as Maya, she is probably in like the 99th percentile of um, empathic ability. But for all of us who are empaths and can feel even a modicum of what somebody might be going through, or to look into somebody's eyes and to really have the true sight to look into somebody's soul or to look into somebody's heart, some people will respond adversely to that, but you don't need to continue to engage with those people but a lot of people will feel that somebody is seeing them and it will create such a profound moment of healing for them that will extend beyond the lingering of that eye contact or the lingering of that hand on their shoulder or on their knee or whatever whatever way that you press empathy towards somebody. Uh, and I think that that's an incredibly valuable, incredibly valuable gift and it's something that we all have all of us who are listening to this have to offer to the world.
1: Yes. Yeah. That is one of the most amazing things I think um, about being an empath. One thing that, People rarely talk about is like when you're able to sense other people it is almost as if you're in some way like having that experience yourself and therefore you can get like a million incarnations in one almost uh, by feeling into these experiences of other people but I think you were one of like a few people at that time in my life who like reflected back to me kind of this sentiment of like Maya like you really see me And I can't believe that you're still here. (laughs) Like people were like, I, I thought like if somebody really knew like who I am, like my authentic self, like they might go running in the other direction. And it was like, I experienced this dual like understanding, I guess, of you. Like in one sense, I understood how you were trying to leave behind or like up level or transmute certain like qualities or characteristics that you felt made you vulnerable or like overly sensitive or different things like this. And because that's what you wanted for yourself, I wanted to help you with it. But at the same time, it was like those very characteristics, like how loving that you were and sensitive that you were and your vulnerabilities that actually like made me respect you and that I found to be like some of the best qualities about who you are. So immediately we were kind of in this like very nuanced, like dynamic with each other because I could feel like who you truly were and I wanted you to like be your authentic self, but also I wanted you to be able to grow in the ways that you wanted to. And so we kind of like opened up this dialogue. I think both of us on that sort of access of like who we were, and who we wanted to become. And we both kind of had this like unique ability to hold space for like where the person was at and also like gently support the evolution into an even like more aligned or integrated or authentic way of being.
2: Mm, Absolutely. I think this ties in with some of the principles that we're going to discuss today. Things like a lack of expectation, things like direct communication and honesty, all these different things that were these good kind of nuances that we're going to dig into today.
1: Yes. So when Zach and I decided that we were going to have this conversation about like spiritually connected friendships and fulfilling friendships, like as empaths, um, I was like, what are we going to say? (laughs) You know, like there's so many things that we could say. And Zach like immediately replies back and he goes, it's all about communication. Like, it's all about communication. It's all about communication. And so then we started thinking about, well, okay. So like if it's all about communication, which it totally is like, and has been for us, like what in particular about the communication, like allows for more connected mm-hmm. like friendships. And so we kind of distilled it down to these like big picture principles that we think have helped us to create like a really fulfilling friendship together and that's what we're going to kind of share in part 2 of this uh discussion but i think like one of the things that i love like the most about our friendship is how we've embraced like really direct communication with one another about the relationship itself. And like, Zach is like, the he's like the master of this. So like when we were first becoming friends, I told him like, I don't understand some of these like basic human relational things. And I'm actually so glad that I said that because he started just like spelling stuff out and telling me like what creates a strong relationship. And like Zach has Chiron in the seventh house. So like one of his strongest like areas as a healer, like a natural healer is in understanding relationships. And I think that Zach thought that he was stating the obvious to me, but I kept having like these absolute like breakthroughs. (laughs) He'd be like, I think you're caught like in a moment right now where you're struggling to like, Embrace your boundaries or state your boundaries to me. And I just want you to know that, like, our relationship and our friendship will be better. <laughs> like, if you tell me what your boundaries are. And I would be like, I had just my mind, would, it was just like constantly, constantly blown. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is absolutely like what my experience has been um, on like a week to week basis almost in this friendship.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love. I love being meta in my relationships, like being very meta in my friendships, uh, because obviously when you talk to somebody really frequently or you have like a very intimate connection with them, you can begin to take them for granted or rather you can begin to take their qualities for granted, the type of communication you have with them for granted, even your level of comfort with them for granted. Mm -hmm. And so creating these meta perspectives, these meta opportunities to go like, you know what I really love about our relationship, Maya, is blank, gives you the the moment where you can both step back and kind of look at what you've created together because a relationship is a construct that we develop together, right? Two people can have many different types of relationships. And those of you who have ever transitioned, for example, from a friendship to a romance or from a romance to a friendship will understand that relationships are constructs that are malleable so when you create this meta perspective to be like look at what we've built together isn't this amazing you can both take a second to like drink some lemonade or if you're allergic to lemons to drink some water (laughs) and uh and just like appreciate what you've done together
1: yes yes i'm allergic to lemons you guys i haven't told the world yet (laughs) but it's true like and everything and but anyway yeah like Absolutely. I just so much appreciated Zach's meta communication. It was just such a relief like as I never know what to say to people because I sense a lot like about the people around me and the way I was raised was not to say anything about any of it. So whenever there's kind of like an elephant in the room or something like that and the other person like mentions it first, I am just like so relieved. And I think like in our friendship, we both kind of realized like after a few months that we both uh, were sensing a lot like about the other person. And we like opened up this space of honesty. If you're a highly sensitive person or an empath, embracing honesty can actually create a lot of strength in your relationship and I think it's an easy it's easy to say that like oh be honest but honesty means that in difficult moments like you actually speak the truth to the other person and um, we both kind of I think like nurtured the other and being as honest as possible and a few minutes ago Zach mentioned how there were certain, parts of his personality that he thought were rejectable or that he was like trying to change. And actually, as we started talking more, I think that that's one of the things I was like most interested in. So instead of like for Zach, like trying to hide these parts of his personality, I was like, Oh, like, tell me more about that. (laughs) You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm really interested, like in that part of yourself that you're like rejecting all the time. And I just so appreciated, like how you were able to like meet me in a very honest space.
2: Yeah. There's a lot here, right? So you, you obviously, Rewarded me and nurtured those things about me, which uh, are a very valuable part of me and uh, are really true to the the core essence of who I am in this incarnation. What what you didn't do was punish or, uh, you know, kind of poo poo the things about me that you might not have liked or that you thought that I might have been doing too much of at the expense of something else. What you did was nurture the things that you thought were valuable that I could lean into more of. Right. And so people as a general rule uh, will, there will be more tension created and more negativity created when you tell them what is wrong and why they're not meeting your expectations, than what might happen if you reward or love or nurture those aspects of them that you seek to have more of in your relationship. If you genuinely like something about somebody, to let them know like that that's something that you like because it was really valuable for me in this uh, kind of process of accepting myself.
1: Thank you for sharing that. It was such a relief um, to be able to just communicate in that way.
2: When you see something that you like, letting somebody know how that makes you feel, right? Like, oh, like it made me feel very seen. It made me see. Made me feel incredibly valued. It made me feel loved. It made me feel strong and confident, whatever it might be. And letting somebody know that about them because it might even be like for me, for example, an aspect of them that they actually don't like about themselves. I mean, there have been so many times where I've sent Maya a message and been like, oh my God, did I talk too much? Was I too feminine? Was I like X, Y, or Z? And Maya will, or did I, did I take up too much of her time? And right away, she'd be like, oh my God, I fucking love these messages, Zach. (laughs) I said
1: that exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so it actually taught me to, to really accept myself and value myself in different areas that were things that are not excisable from my being it was
1: just like so fun I think like for both of us to uh, communicate like honestly one of the things that can create the most discomfort amongst like highly sensitive people I think is when we sense like we're interacting with someone and we sense that they're like trying to hide a part of themselves or we like sense Mm -hmm. that they're withholding Some aspect of themselves And I like really appreciated As we were like strengthening our communication That you would just like state it I think you thought like I was reading your mind like all the time anyway And so you're like I still think that sometimes it is but like a lot of the times like I wasn't but I was just you know somewhere along the way but like anyway you know he would talk about his life and he'd be like yeah you know I had this like interaction I like went out you know over the weekend and I had this interaction with this person and the whole time like I felt this this and this and I was insecure about the way I said this and like not saying this and I was like aware of this body language thing and I don't know my like and I was like this is gold this is like straight up gold this is just amazing like like, to hear somebody uh, state the truth, like, and be so honest about how they really felt and experienced the world. And, like, because I was a little bit telepathic, and when when Zach talks, sometimes I can see uh, his experiences. And I was like, this is all true. I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, all true. Like, he's recounting, you know, like, the experience that he had, and, and I can see it. And that's like, yes, like, that's, like, exactly how it happened. And... It just was so refreshing to be able to communicate in this way and be like, I think like met by each other. I was so afraid, like I still am like every single time, like we exchange like a lot of audios because we're in, we're sort of like in different time zones and things like that. And so I might like wake up to an audio that Zach has sent me from the night before, things like that. But I would make like these long audios and the whole time I would be like, I'm wasting his time. Oh my God. Like, this is so horrible. I'm like a horrible person. And I would just be like talking about things that I thought were like really irrelevant. Like no one is going to care, you know? (laughs) And Uh, then like maybe I would wake up the next day or something like that. And there'd be like a reply from Zach and he'd be like, whoa, like when you said this, it changed my life and stuff like that. And I just couldn't believe it. (laughs) I was like, I was really authentic and I just said whatever was on my mind. And like, he liked it. This is really weird. You know, I couldn't believe the, I guess, extent to which honesty kind of created like more freedom uh, and this this healing vibe like between us, and I was, I just was an, and am like so grateful that we have this space to be honest with one another.
2: Yeah, there's. I really want to expand on this this uh, concept here because like we had talked about, there were aspects for me, for example, of myself that I thought weren't valuable, weren't lovable, X, Y, and Z, um, or like you're saying when I'm describing these situations to you, and you're like, oh my god, this is gold. It taught me to understand that something doesn't have to be profound to me in order to be profound to somebody else. And something doesn't have to, I don't have to perceive some part of myself as valuable for it to be valuable to somebody else. So when you're honest with somebody, another way to say this is that you're expressing yourself authentically or you are just in a state of being rather than in a state of thinking and withholding, right? Because when we are withholding, when we're pl- like when we're withholding ourselves, we're thinking about what the other person might or might not like and then strategizing about how to get a result from them. And that's not being, that's doing, right? So when we are in authentic beingness, the gift is being. The gift is love. The gift is an offering of our deepest heart, right? And that can be so much more healing and so much more valuable than a piece of advice that you might think sounds cool, <laughs> you know. The so much of what Maya and I have taught each other that has been truly impactful were things that neither of us thought were actually profound when we were saying them. We were just talking about our experiences or the way that we were thinking about an interaction or a thing that we had read about. Just things that, for all of us, once again, this goes back to the meta perspective. You live in your own mind a lot of the time. So you don't, you'd start to take your own thoughts for granted. And you think, oh, everybody probably thinks to some degree or another, just like me. But then you share your thoughts with somebody and you share your heart with somebody and they go like, what the fuck? Like, how do you think like that? Your authentic beingness is the greatest gift that you can give to anybody. It's not your time. It's not your advice. It's not a massage. It's not uh, buying somebody coffee or dinner or anything like that. The best gift that you can give yourself the best gift you can give your friends your lover the world a child is to be yourself without filter
1: yes be who you are. You guys, authenticity feels so good. I think we often think, oh, if I perform this identity, the person will like me more. It's almost never the case. Like people <laughs> love authenticity. And it's funny because both Zach and I, of course, we do spiritual work. We both can channel. We both can go into like spiritual teacher mode or like guru mode. Mm-hmm. And don't get us wrong. Like we both do that sometimes. <laughs> like we do like every once in a while. It's, it's part of our friendship. But honestly, like it's the most simple things. It's when you're just like blah, blah, blah blahing, like while you're driving in the car, like talking through your day and you've not planned at all, like what you're going to say. Those are the moments that I have, like the greatest breakthroughs.
2: Sometimes we'll put on a performance and think that that's what people want to see. And that's what people like, which is something I'm good at. I'm I'm a natural performer and it doesn't work for me anymore. I mean, everybody has some level of empathic ability. And for most people, the lower aspect of that threshold is telling when somebody's BSing them, telling when somebody is not being honest about their personality and about their desires. As empaths, we have the tendency to feel when somebody is withholding from us. If I can tell that Maya is not saying something to me, I mean, you can ask her, I will call her out every time. I'm like, I feel like you might not be saying something or like, you said this, what did you mean by it? If I can feel like somebody has a thought about me and they withhold it in a conversation or they withhold it in some circumstance, for me, my mind will go crazy. It will just go like, well, what could be so bad that they're thinking about me that they're not willing to share it with me? And so for me, honesty, if you're with a really empathic person, honesty can put the other person's mind and heart at ease. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to share every single thought with somebody else. There are things that are meant just for you. There are things that are allowed to be private within your beingness, and that's totally okay. And if somebody tries to draw out of you more than you are willing to give, the honest answer, honesty doesn't always mean that you tell people exactly what they're asking for. Sometimes the honest answer can be like, You know, actually, I'm uncomfortable with telling you that. I would just love it if you would respect my boundaries. So honesty can take many different shapes. It's not just spilling your guts out on the table for everybody to see.
1: What you said there about how you were like interacting with me is something that sticks out to me the most about you. Like when I was, and I was like uh, for a long time, I was withholding a lot of thoughts. Anytime I had a thought or an opinion that I believed might potentially cause any kind of like temporary discomfort in Zach. I would just hold it back. And I can remember like one of the first times that you ever called me out on that. I remember kind of admitting to Zach that there like was something going on. I was like, yeah, like I am kind of holding something back, but like, I'm really conflict diverse. And he just like came back to me with like, some mad wisdom. And at the time I had difficulty trusting it, but he was like, Maya, this is not like a real friendship unless we're able to face conflict and get through it on the other side. And you have to be willing to confront me and say something that might bother me. If you ever think that we're going to have any kind of like real Friendship or authentic connection. At at this point, at least we'd practice like authentic communication. I was like, maybe what Zach is saying is true. Like if we face this conflict, maybe our friendship will get better. Like what Zach said was true. Now I know I like what Zach says is true. Like it's always true. (laughs) Because I ended up telling him, and it was scary. Like I ended up telling him something that I really that was pretty serious to both of us, but almost like afterwards just kind of like took down a barrier and it was like once we kind of crossed that bridge and realized like hey like we can disagree we can directly disagree with one another and like we can still be friends I think that that added like an additional element of like strength to this connection
2: (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, I think that uh, I think we probably have different definitions of conflict because I don't remember that being like me being upset with you or in conflict with you, but I do remember like there were things that i you know I had to vet in order to be sure uh before i I kind of took took on your worldview because I'm so open to your ideas and I'm so open to your wisdom that uh you have a very like open door to my heart, you have a very open door to my my energy and my belief um and so with the whole thing with conflict and kind of what you had said about not like being a people pleaser not wanting to bring anything to me or to bring but anything to someone you care about that might upset them can communicate different things to a person based off of the level of consciousness at which they're coming from right which they're engaging you with at certain levels of consciousness withholding honesty from somebody for fear of conflict could communicate to them you don't think that i am capable of having, like, you don't think I'm capable of having my own process. You don't think that I'm capable of having my own negative emotions and you're trying to protect me from a real world circumstance. So you would rather withhold, you would rather withhold the truth from me than to allow me to have the truth and decide what to do with that information on my own. I mean, for somebody at a much lower level of consciousness withholding the truth from them for fear of conflict could be perceived as you doing something nefarious behind their back, right? And that's not ever what I would think about (laughs) about Maya, obviously. But but more than anything, when I communicated this to Maya, it was more so along the lines of like, no, you're asking me to be incredibly honest with you, but I see you not being honest with me and without reciprocation, we cannot have an equal friendship. There are things that we can't really ask of other people without being willing to do them ourselves.
1: 100%. That is like exactly what you said to me. And I really did have to think about it and come to terms with like the fact that my like relationships were not mutual at that point. I thought I was always like doing the other person a favor By creating space for that person to be honest and bring their darkness to me and being non-judgmental and stuff like that. But I remember you conveying to me that you almost like felt like you, like you were, something was missing. Like you almost said, you know, Maya, by not telling me the things that frustrate you, like, or that are really going on with you, you're not giving equally in return. And I, it just like my entire perspective shifted. Cause I assumed that if you were giving something that might, the other person might disagree with, or might disturb them, that you should just keep it to yourself, you know, that it was going to cause harm. And that's why I never, I never kind of engaged in anything that could even potentially cause any level of conflict. So you really helped me to think about all of that in a new way and understand, I think, like the importance of mutuality.
2: In almost all of her relationships up to that point in her life, she was the giver, right? She was the light and many of the other people were the moths. And I'm not trying to use that as a derogatory term. What I'm meaning is that Maya was giving very freely of herself without feeling that she could state what she needed in return for fear of upsetting somebody or creating conflict. And in our relationships to have very, very high level relationships, what might be required is that we have multiple planes of awareness operating at the same time. And this is a very fancy way of just saying, looking at things from a few different ways. On the one hand, we want to engage with our relationships at the level that we wish to have those relationships. So for example, if I want a relationship where I can be really honest with somebody and I'm willing to take accountability for my own emotions, and I want to have relationships where the other person is also willing to take accountability for their emotions, regardless of the conflict, then I have to be willing to bring people my feelings and my own personal truth that may or may not elicit negative or discordant emotions from them. So what I'm doing is I'm engaging my relationships at the level of integrity with which I seek to reciprocate from that person. There's a certain level that people can hold, right? So if I understand that I have a friend who is incredibly prone to anxiety I can't be a bowl in a china shop and be like a knife edge and just cut them with the energy of conflict, but there are still ways that I can share what I'm feeling and what I'm meeting from them. When we begin to vibrate at a certain level, that which is meant to stay in our life and meet us will remain in our life or even strengthen. And that which is not meant to remain in our life at this higher level of vibration will fall away
1: I said at the beginning, like, engaging with you has contributed positively to, like, all of my relationships. And that's one of the reasons why it has. It's like, Zach helped me to understand that if a person is really like meant to be in our life, they'll be able to hear us and they'll be able to like handle the conflict. And what actually started happening is as I learned to like trust in other people and like trust in authentic communication. And I started like stating how I really feel some of those people that were like only around to be like the moths to the flame, like they were only there for the positivity, they were only there for the vibes, they started actually like going away because <laughs> they weren't really like a, a resonant frequency match. And that was actually like one of the best things that ever happened to me.
2: For a moment, I'd like to to just kind of give your listeners maybe some some brief tools with which they can bring into their own relationships and try them out themselves. The first thing is using feeling statements rather than using blaming statements. So for example, um, if uh, I come home from a long day of work to my partner and I'm somebody who likes to keep my space fairly tidy and I come home and my partner has been home all day, they had the day off. And when I get home, there's a cluttered mess everywhere and there's dishes in the sink. And I mean, these are like very mundane and practical things that can happen, right? And there's dishes in the sink and like mess everywhere. And I just came from a place where my mind felt cluttered, which would be work. And I want to walk into a space of tranquility and I guess like feng shui. And I walk into a space that amplifies the feeling of discordance and clutteredness in my mind. It will create a tremendous amount of thoughts and narrative in me that might go like, this person was home all day. like They didn't have the compassion to even think of me and go like, well, maybe this person wants to come home to a clean space, blah, 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 even though they've told me. And I can just sit there and fume and blame my partner for (laughs) for doing things that feel like a direct assault against my, my sensibilities. I have two different ways in which I can interact with my partner, right? I can blame them and make them wrong for creating that clutter in the home and I can tell them about how inconsiderate they've been to me and you know I can I can make concrete statements about them, right? Which would be like you're being in you're inconsiderate for doing this or you're a messy person or whatever, right? You get how I'm labeling this person as something that they might not feel like they are or something that they might actually struggle with internally. Or I can make a feeling statement, which is not to project my narrative onto the situation, but rather to communicate the authentic truth of my heart, which in that moment might be, you know, I feel unappreciated when I come home from a long day of work and there's clutter everywhere. If I walked in and went like, God, you've left a mess again. And like, I just had such a hard day at work and you're just being so inconsiderate of me versus me walking in and going like, I was really looking forward to kind of coming home to a tranquil space. And I just feel like you didn't take me and my hard work into consideration today.
1: What I was thinking as I was listening to you is like, okay, when someone expresses a feeling statement, it's like an opportunity to learn more about that person. And I think often the partner is surprised. It's like, it becomes yes. like a unifying force. It's like, oh my gosh, like I never knew that that would make you feel that way. And when we make assumptions and judge, it's like a separating factor because when you were first describing this it was like you're walking in the space there's dishes in the sink and you're assuming that that means that your partner did not think about you that day or it's like in some kind of intentional fu, you or something like, something like mm-hmm. that when I experienced this it made me feel this way and then I mm-hmm. think like giving the other person the opportunity to actually like respond to that. And of course there's the chance that they might say, yeah, you know, I wanted you to feel that, (laughs) but like, Yeah. yeah, like, but
2: now, you know,
1: either this is sort of a character trait within my partner that I need to accept realistically because this is who they are, or perhaps this person is not actually at my level of consciousness.
2: Don't get confused with feeling and blaming statements because you could easily say, I feel like you're being inconsiderate, right? Once again, I'm blaming somebody, but I'm using the word feeling. That's not the same as going like I am feeling unacknowledged or like I I feel like you didn't consider me in this situation. Where it's going like, this is how I'm perceiving it, and I'm giving you the opportunity to be honest with me. When we do this, one, we're having the courage and the bravery um, to share our hearts. Uh, we're accepting the way that we feel and that there's nothing wrong with us for feeling that way. And then we're also presenting an opportunity to create intimacy within our relationship. We're creating the opportunity to let the other person see us and feel us to know the impact that certain actions can have on our feeling state in our body. And it also gives them the opportunity to... Either hold space themselves to nurture or to have an open conversation about things, behaviors that could change, right? But you're giving the opportunity to have an actual conversation rather than to close things off and make it a, well, you said, I said type of situation.
1: Yeah. I think this is one of the many moments where asking questions can be super healing. Like, I feel. That when I come home and there's dishes in the sink, maybe you don't care about my need for cleanliness. Is that true? (laughs) Like, and the other person goes, no, no, no. Like, I just had PMS or like whatever, (laughs) you know, like I couldn't get up Mm -hmm. off the couch or like different things like that. And it can be like this. Um, It can just be like such... It can be such a relief. And I think like as empaths, as highly sensitive people to claim our emotions and understand our emotions and know that like our emotions are real and valuable, but also at the same time to acknowledge that our emotions may have an effect like on the other person and that there are these like temporary and transitory States of awareness. And Zach has a very high level, like, understanding of emotions and empathy. And I think this is one of the things that I really appreciate about our friendship.
2: Nobody is responsible for your emotional state. No emotion can arise within you that was not already existing within you on some level. And we will often have a tendency when we feel an incredibly strong and uncomfortable emotion to dump that emotion or to project it on to somebody else because we think that we're literally it's just so uncomfortable in our body that we're trying to give it to somebody else to share the load so when you're communicating to a highly empathic person like maya or like myself giving a forewarning is almost like asking that person for consent to hold space if i every day i gave maya 10 wrapped packaged gifts and nine out of 10 of those gifts were like beautiful nice things like a necklace or like a fragrance or you know whatever a snack or something like that and then one out of those 10 boxes was like a steaming shit and she was like (laughs) I wasn't ready to just (laughs) like I was smelling a Yankee candle like 30 seconds ago and now there's like a pile of shit in this box like I Thank you for the gift, but also I wasn't ready to receive this type of, you know, this type of offering. Right. So if nine out of 10 of my communications with her are positive, loving, and empowering, and she is in the mindset or in the feeling state to keep her heart open to me and to keep her heart open to my transmission, then she will be wide open when I start to dump anger and sadness and rage or anxiety onto her. So it's important to at times give a forewarning. So if you're trying to have a difficult conversation with somebody in your relationship, especially if you live with this person and you have to be in a space with them to go like, hey, like I'm I'm having a really tough time in my feeling body right now, or I'm having a really tough time emotionally right now. Do you have space to have a potentially difficult conversation. More often than not, the person will say yes, but the fact that you asked them for their, for that you took their temperature and you were willing to see where they were at will increase the receptivity of the conversation tenfold. So if you have something where you're trying to communicate to somebody that you feel that what they're bringing to the relationship they're offering in your relationship might be lacking in some way and not meeting your needs, they'll be far more receptive to that. If they know that what they're about to receive from you is pain or criticism or something of that nature, rather than just being like, Hey, I really need to talk to you bang. And then you just lay something on them. Right? So feeling, feeling the waters
1: sometimes like a higher way of being can to be to put a boundary there. And to say, for example, if you're going to bring this to me, I know we need to have that. Like, I know you need to vent, but please like warn me in advance or whatever. The, whatever the case may be. As we all sort of engage as empaths in spiritually connected friendships, I think kind of like the big takeaway is really like have the courage to express, like to truly state in words how you're feeling, and that's kind of our like closing point, our our final uh, point today of what has really like helped our friendship together, besides honesty and like courageously sort of facing conflict and honoring boundaries and being empowered as empaths. It's like The extent to which expressing like appreciation has really helped us to, I guess, like just feel good about the friendship that, that we've built. Some of my favorite things about you, Zach, is that you really do take time to just like so often just be like, Maya, like I appreciate you. And like, I'm thankful for your time. And it reminds me to kind of do the same.
2: That Maya and I are both very verbally expressive people. If you can't tell from the length of this conversation that we've just had, but like, yes. we're very words of affirmation. So just being like, Maya, like, I really appreciate you and you add so much value to my life is something that I catch myself saying very often. And in fact, withholding from saying many times because I'm like, I don't want to be a broken record. But uh, yeah, really just understanding your relationships and understanding the way that other people give and receive love will help you express this appreciation in a way that will be received effortlessly by another person.
1: Zach, I appreciate every single time that you let me know how much you appreciate our friendship (laughs) (laughs) for real though, like seriously. But yeah, one of the things that we always touch on is like just being very conscious about not bringing in like expectations and Mm -hmm. that's where we can lose the magic in relationships is like we start to get used to how someone is we start to expect it but i love that so far that really hasn't been an issue like we're really present with like just being grateful for what is happening it's like whenever i get a message from you or i hear from you or we're able to talk like i'm i'm thankful and i feel like that's a really healthy thing
2: it is absolutely and i actually find myself in our in our friendship and our relationship being extra cognizant of not having expectations.
1: I think that that might have to be like the topic for our second conversation together (laughs) or like some future video, because speaking of like respecting boundaries, I have got to respect the boundary of your time. I know it's a Sunday afternoon, you guys, when we're recording this and I know... That you have got to study. I know you're trying to master medicine. Like there's, there's got to be um, some things that you have to do. But I just want you to know, like I maximally appreciate your time and your energy and the amazing wisdom that you have to share. And I'm so excited for those who are listening today to get to know Zach more over time.
2: And I'm excited to get to know as many of you as I get the opportunity and the chance to communicate with as well. And I want to say thank you, Maya, so much for sharing me with your listenership, with uh, having me on and and giving me so much of your time and unpacking our friendship and our relationship and having such a stimulating conversation. And more than anything, just thank you so much for being who you are, because who you are has been one of the most tremendously valuable gifts that I've ever received in my life. And sometimes I really like pinch myself and have to remind myself that I'm not in a dream having a friendship that is this this valuable and this moving for me. I really, truly feel like I've received a gift from God when I think about you as a friend.
1: Oh my God, Zach! you are in a dream. (laughs) It's all a dream. Like this is all a dream. (laughs) Life is the dream. Like my dream. Oh my God. Thank you, Zach. I really do feel the same about you. Thank you for healing my relationships. All of the crazy psychopaths and narcissists are gone. Like, and it's all, (laughs) and I'm so glad. And I am so thankful for your gift, for all of your gifts. And I love our friendship and I am just so happy for this time that we've had together. So, you guys thank you for listening. We are so lucky for your time and energy. And I'm just so thankful to all of you for being a part of the Maya's Dream community. So Zach and I are wishing you amazing, healthy friendships and relationships. And we're wishing you all a very amazing and magical day too. So thank you guys for listening. Many blessings to all of you. Namaste stay and goodbye if you guys enjoyed listening to zach today on the maya's dream channel i think you are going to love his podcast heart soul human and if you want to hear more of his juicy wisdom about relationships I especially think that you are going to love the episode that he did with his twin flame Emma on transitioning from twin flame romance into devotional soul love and here's a little sneak peek for all of
0: you. Thank you truly for having me on it is an honor to be here we're already doing
2: it to each other we're already gonna fucking cry let's not do this (laughs) we gotta keep it
0: together we have to
2: keep it together for the people (laughs) it was so hard to focus on the intro i'm just watching you like "Mm, you're doing your fucking cute little squirm thing and i'm like oh no (laughs) i'm gonna decommission her
1: the link will be in the links section of the description below
2: hi dreamers My name is Zach and I'm the most recent addition to Maya's Dream Team. My function on the team is to help you find and move through the most fulfilling intimate relationships that your heart could ask for. Together, we'll move through the different stages of relationships from finding and identifying our most authentic self-confidence, communicating our boundaries, and identifying our heart's deepest desires, and then using the principles of masculine and feminine embodiment how to evoke responses from our partners and to evoke the deepest leadership and confidence that exists within us. That sounds like something that you would like and that you would benefit from. Please reach out to Maya and ask her to chat with me. We can get on the phone or we can get on Zoom together and we can talk about whether or not working together is what's right for you.
1: Now say bye.
2: (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening.
1: (laughs) Okay, perfect. Oh my gosh. Zach we need like a school like or something like that there's so much like still for us to share at one day oh my god you're gonna change so many people's lives